Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's show, praise in public, criticize in private. Today's guidance, we disagree with the old notion of praise in public, criticize in private, and recommend some more effective behaviors for you. Here we go. Now, Mark, most of our listeners, I'm sure, have heard of the the phrase "praise in public, criticize in private," right? And yep, it, it doesn't take a genius to figure out. If you look at the title of this show, it's pretty obvious that we disagree with those ideas. You're not going to argue that people mean well by that, right? I mean, they're trying to do the right thing by by saying that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely think that's true. Yeah. And would you agree that there's some principles that kind of make sense? I.e., like we we want to make people. F- feel good and sometimes we feel that like yeah but, feel- yeah but but here's here's the problem with it okay it's based on some flaws we'll explain the flaws too many of us lacking any other guidance because nobody ever gives any specific guidance think of pub- praise and public criticizing private as the holy grail of performance communications and then they make bad choices based on the flaws associated with this flawed guidance okay so although the intent is good Right, people are well-meaning. There's some flaws, and it gets people in trouble. So, okay, so let's let's yeah. find out what's right about that, and and what's this wrong is a good example. Different. In the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. But if the one-eyed man has really bad vision, it's still really bad. And this is the only guidance people have. This is literally the one-eyed man. It's just really, really, really bad vision. So, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Three key points to today's cast. First, number one, praise in public is wrong. I love this part. Number two, criticize in private is wrong. And three, shotgun criticism really doesn't work. Okay. So it's not just a poor eyesight key. Yeah, it's, it's, like it's a, wrong. It's, yeah, just it's just wrong, it's just, wrong, wrong. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about praise in public is wrong. I think that will surprise a lot of folks. Why is that Yeah, wrong? okay, but look. We actually think that the origins of this old guidance, praise in public, criticizing by, which, by the way, I call PIPSIP, okay, comes from an interest in teaching the opposite, Okay. I'm guessing that, you know, we pretty much have talked about this, right? We think it happened something along the lines of somebody being said, I know I need to praise sometimes. I know I need to criticize sometimes. And so, therefore, where do I do them, public or private? You and I have talked before that people come to us all the time with a particular problem they want to solve. And that was the problem that some manager have. I want to praise, I want to criticize, but when do I do it, public and private? What's the, what's the rationale we use? Right. So the assumption is, I got to praise, and I have to criticize. Oh, yeah. That's Don't even sum- go there with the fundamental flaw in the whole assumption. We're not even going to go there yet. <laughs> okay. Right? So look, what happened was, somebody put those three questions together. I know I have to praise. I know I need to criticize. Where do I do them, public or private? They put those questions together, and they started asking for advice. And we think that what probably happened is that some more experienced managers knew that what they wanted to impart was the opposite of what they know didn't work, okay? And what we mean by that is that they knew public criticism didn't work and or at least wasn't liked, right? Right, right. We'll leave aside the fact that criticism almost never works anywhere anytime, but that's a whole other story, right? Okay. So they figured, keep criticism private, Right? And then they added, well, and this is where it gets dicey. If criticism is the opposite of praise and public is the opposite of private, that must mean one ought to give praise in public. Makes sense to me. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, okay. No, it doesn't make sense to you. But you understand the rationale that they use to arrive at this completely flawed process, right? But it doesn't work. This this mindset doesn't work in all but the rarest of cases. Okay. Now, look, before we take the idea apart and before we make some other suggestions for actions for effective managers, for manager tools managers, let's have a caveat here. We're not talking about shotgun praise. We're trying to praise several people at once. Okay. We, when we say public praise, we don't mean shotgun praise to a group of people, which by definition is in public. We're talking about praising one person in public. Okay. You can do shotgun praise. It does work, although there are some limitations and you need to know what those things might be, right? But again, we don't think that shotgun praise was what the, was what the authors of Pipsit, Praise in Public, Criticism in Private, had in mind when they said praise in public. Why is Pipsit wrong? Okay, we, we can analyze the rationale and why the rationale was wrong and why that leads to wrong, wrong results. But let's even make it more simple. Not everybody wants to be praised in public. And I just got to tell you, this is a very important concept. We think of Pipset, praise in public, criticize in private, as being about the manager, making it easier for us as managers to deliver performance communications. But look, folks, performance communications are always about the direct, and they're not about the manager. Why do we praise? It's got to be for the benefit of the direct, right? Some managers would, might argue it's for the team, but in other words, that praise is to get everyone to perform better. Right, to set an example for others. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Well, okay, but who is it most likely to have an impact on? You, I don't care how much value it has on everybody else. The, the value it really is intended for, the place where it's most likely to have the most value, is the direct for whom it's intended, right? Right. So if nearly half your team, all things being equal, which of course they never are, if half of your team don't like being called out for special treatment, how does it make any sense to apply the logic all the time? Look, it's, it's simple, folks. Half of your folks prefer, all the things being equal, half of your folks prefer not to be called out in front of others for praise. The high S's and the high C's of the world, for those of you who know DISC, are just not as comfortable as a high I, for instance, running up to the front of the room to get an award. If you've ever seen somebody get up shyly and then maybe stumble through an apologetic acceptance, you're not seeing someone who is unappreciative, which is often what is said about those people who are uncomfortable in front of groups, or somebody who is uncomfortable with winning, or somebody who is not prepared or not polished, you're seeing someone who's uncomfortable with public displays. Listen to this now. Many folks tell us, I would rather get no award or reward at all, rather than have to be trooped up in front of everybody. Okay, I'll grant you that. But look, if I got a team of 10 people, for example... And one of, one of the folks, Mary, for example, Mary does a great job, right? Even though she's a little uncomfortable with getting praise in, in public, the fact is I have nine people who have a lesson. They can get some benefit out of it, even if Mary's just a little uncomfortable about it. Yeah. That's, isn't that a okay. useful way to look uh, yeah. at it? Yeah. You know, I, I thought I'd address that, but let me, let me take, let me take it another <laughs> second. I'm, I'm slow. So right. no, 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 no. It's not that. Um, Managers come to us and say, well, I want everybody to see the praise. It's almost worth it to have everyone see the rewards they can get 
even if the one getting it really doesn't love it. I mean, that's really, yeah. it's like, I'm prepared to throw anybody under the bus so that everybody else can watch the carnage. Okay, no. you, you put those no, words no, on no, it. No, I didn't no, say that. Not, right? yeah. Totally not fair, all right? We think that most managers who say this are high I's or high D's, which, by the way, is not unusual for managers. And they're quite comfortable with praise. And quite frankly, they're quite comfortable with public praise. They like it in public. There are a higher percentage of D's as managers than there are in the general professional community, generally speaking. So this happens more than we like. But look, we can prove this still doesn't work, even though the manager believes it does. You can, we can prove it doesn't work in so many ways. The first is, half the audience doesn't want the reward you're showing off. Right? You're saying, I'm going to praise this person in public. I know they don't like it, but I want everybody else to see it because that reward is a good thing. But you don't get it. Half of the people in the audience don't want it. Just because you want public praise or you're okay with it because you're in front of a group and you think it's okay to maybe pinch the awardee for the benefit of the rest of the team or the audience, the fact is half of a typical audience, again, there are exceptions, doesn't want to be praised publicly. Right. So if I got 10 people, right? And this, this person is a high S, Mary's a high S, she doesn't prefer it. Well, there's probably more than likely, there's four others, at least in, that, in, that, in my organization yeah. there, that are not going to want it. So I'm saying, hey, do this great thing, and I'm going to call you up in front of people and praise you. And they're going like, none of that. I better no. stop doing that. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what's funny is in today's world, we've got people doing so many different jobs. A lot of times the praise that you give one person can't translate to somebody else. So all you can be wanting to have other people see is the actual praise ceremony, which literally, again, half of them don't want. They're cringing, right? Further, as I mentioned, who who can be sure that applying the banquet rule, what are the chances that everybody else on the team can actually do what your awardee has done? The multifunction teams we have nowadays are such that unless you supervise a bunch of people who do all the same thing, praising Yolanda for improving the cost reporting doesn't help inspire Ruben, who does logistical planning, particularly if Ruben is not is an S or a C. He can't do what Yolanda does, and he doesn't want to be in front of a group, even if he did something worthy of praise. Okay? Let's, let's go further. Do we really just want to inspire people? Look, if we're willing to throw Yolanda under the bus to inspire Ruben, however ineffectively we do that, why not just be more inspirational in general? Remember, this is just praise. We're just trying to make them feel good. It's not actually feedback, right? Right. We'd like to suggest here that part of our efforts at praise are focusing on the behavior and not on the person. If we need to imp- inspire a person separate from their performance... Tell them how much you appreciate them in general and leave off the performance comment and things get easier, actually. Okay. So we shouldn't praise and put. What should we do then? Yeah. So the simple thing is you praise privately whenever you can. Okay. To avoid the problems associated with public praise, just do so. Just give praise in private, generally speaking. Now, look, if you know your people well enough, choose based on what will motivate them. Don't focus on the audience. They didn't do anything yet. Ask yourself what will motivate this person to do more of what you want them to do in the future. Okay? Particularly in the case of Yolanda and Ruben. Ruben can't do what Yolanda wanted. Okay? What Yolanda did, right? So private is easier because there's less moving parts. You don't have to, you don't have to generate a moment where you can actually praise them in public. If you remember from our guidance in, in Yes, Please, Praise, Thank You, 
you can get more subtleties regarding how to deliver praise, how to structure it and so on, why we structure it the way we do and so on. So our guidance is stay private in terms of when you give praise, give it privately for the use of the one recipient almost exclusively. Okay. So let me give you a minor variation. I'm not trying to be argumentative here. Okay. But okay. So Yolanda doesn't like it in, in public. I'm not throw Yolanda under the bus right. trying to make so you won't to give some kind of message to Reuben. Right. right. So okay. you know that it won't help Reuben. Whether if Reuben does something different than her, you're not going to help Reuben. Right. And you don't know whether Reuben wants praise in public or not. So you're I don't you're know. betting. But further, we know that we Yolanda, know Yolanda, Yolanda does not doesn't want it. want it. So I'm not sure. There's a chance that we might be getting some benefit out of this public <laughs> yeah, praise. Okay. But actually, it's a pretty slim read. Okay. We're betting. Uh, okay. I got. It. Okay. That uh, makes a lot of sense to me. But okay, we'll look at it a different way. What if I got Bob, and Bob, I've done disc. I know Bob is, is a high eye. I know Bob likes to be in public. He likes to be brought up in front of the audience. He likes to have a big deal made about him. Even though I'm not sure anybody else can evaluate it. Right. I know Bob will. So, so what do you think about, you know, in the, in the situation where I know Bob's high eye, he wants to be brought up and praised in public. What do you think about that? Yeah. Look, as we mentioned above, if you know your team well enough and you want to publicly praise your high eye, your Bob, that's fine. Recognize it won't motivate the audience at all unless they too are a high eye or to some degree a high, high D, but Bob will love it. And this gets back to the point of, do we want to throw Bob under the bus to motivate everybody else? In fact, whenever you ask that question, I'm going to go back to what we said earlier. If you want to throw Bob under the bus to motivate half of whoever's in the audience, okay, fine. I would argue that that's stupid, but fine. That's your motivation. Just cut your, your chance of winning in half. But yeah, if Bob is an I and Bob did something good and you want to lock into Bob's mind that you're going to praise him for that, get him out in front of the room and throw him a ticker tape parade. And yeah, that works. On the other hand, you can have S's and C's in the room. No, you're not reaching them. The D's and I's in the room, you might be reaching them. But regardless, you're not doing it for them anyway. You're doing it for Bob. In right. fact, if you think about, I only want to focus on the value to the person who did the activity. Right. If I focus on that, then the only time we praise in public, I mean, in front of other people, is when we have a high I right. or less likely right. a high So it's two part of it. The whole, I guess your, your point is, the whole point of choosing whether to give praise in public or private, right? In terms of motivating others, other than the recipient of that praise, it's a crapshoot. Yeah, right. Yeah, right? It's, so, it, yeah, in an interesting way, it's it's almost more than a crapshoot. It essentially violates a fundamental principle. I'm not even sure there's 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 well documented data to suggest that praising A will change B's behavior. I really don't. And I definitely think in the Yolanda and Ruben case, where Yolanda does something completely different than Ruben, I, I really question whether or not you can motivate Ruben by praising Yolanda when Ruben can't do what Yolanda does. But let, let me go further. And this is not an indictment of managers, folks. You know we love you guys and we're trying to help you be better. But let me put it this way. As hard as we work to talk about feedback, positive and negative, the idea that now when it comes to praise versus feedback, we're going to have to decide who's the intended value generating, the value benefiting audience, whether it's the audience or the awardee, and, and what audience do I have in front of me? I mean, imagine the level of complex. Yeah. Seriously, I mean, I hate to say it, but imagine how much harder it gets. And 
And we joke sometimes that something gets so easy, it's a self-licking ice cream cone. This is the opposite of a self-licking ice cream cone. If we're not already engaged in praising behavior, I would argue that in many of our cases, 80% of the managers we know cases, it's because it's too hard, it's too complex, or we forget about it or whatever. And now we're suggesting, oh, before you praise, consider the audience and whether their I's or D's or S's and C's and whether Yolanda is a D, I, or C, whether or not you're going to do this side or the other thing. Okay. Good Lord. Okay. So if, if anybody in the audience is is like wanting somebody else to step up and say it's too hard, like, yeah. like okay, I admit it. Yeah. I'm not that smart. Yeah, this and, is too and, hard for me. And, and, and what, what are we about? We're about making things easy for people, yeah, right? Yeah. At least we're about making quality decisions as easy as we possibly can. I don't believe it's a quality decision to say, even if Yolanda is a high eye, I'm willing to praise her and hopefully get some other benefit associated with that. Because again, in today's kind of team, you just don't know. So to me, praise in public means I have to have an audience or I want to seek out an audience or all praise being equal, but praise in public is better. I think it just misleads managers. It causes us to make poor choices or maybe not make a poor choice, but have to decide what to do rather than follow the simple rule, which is in general, praise in private, because you're trying to affect that one person's behavior and you know if you're in private, they're going to get a benefit. Okay. Simple as that. Yeah, makes sense. Okay, you convinced me. Just, just yeah. when you tell me something, like it's easier if you do it this way. I'm like, okay, yeah. Okay, that's and, what I'm doing. And, and to be fair, we've already talked about, we've said it a hundred times, right? Management is not hard. It's not complicated, but it's boring. It's repetitive. So if we make rules that require, that have five parts, managers aren't going to be, aren't going to comply. We want to make the simplest possible rules for feedback and for praise because we want a fairly low bar, right? Praise and feedback. We've talked before about feedback is that you don't wait. It's not a big deal. It's like breathing as opposed to holding your breath. So right. so we want simple rules. Yeah, be honest. I, I got other things to do, like run a company. Yeah. <laughs> I really yeah. don't need any more complication yeah. in my life. Okay. Right. So, and okay. we've all the help you can get, folks. No, <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you. Was that feedback? No, it <laughs> no, wasn't. No, it wasn't because I didn't ask you first. <laughs> so yeah, that was just a plain old throwing under the bus. <laughs> okay. So we threw that one. We, we threw we threw that one under the bus. We threw the whole idea about right. praise in public. Let's talk about criticize in private. Now, it seems to me like, okay, I don't want to criticize somebody in public. Seems Isn't it rational yeah. if you want to criticize somebody to take them aside so you don't embarrass them? I mean, isn't yeah. that a reasonable? Yeah. Are you, Look, you're going to tell me that's wrong. I can't no, 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 no. I, I, the fact that the rationale is reasonable, because again, we've got two opposites working here. We praise in public, so therefore the opposite of what we do in public, we would obviously do in private, right? Okay, well, you proved right. the first one wrong, so that whole idea of, well, well, then we must criticize in public, I, I can't yeah. buy that. Yeah, yeah. so like we said before, it's the whole opposite thing, right? We don't criticize in public, so therefore, some manager probably said to somebody else, don't criticize in public, that didn't work for me in the past, right? Yeah. We give them credit for knowing the opposite truly didn't work. So look, the problem with criticizing private is criticism doesn't work, right? The big problem with criticism is criticism. <laughs> it's not the public and private thing. It's criticism. Th- think about the last time you made a mistake, dude. It was like, what, it was like six minutes ago or something? Yeah. You know, it was like three minutes ago. Yeah, mine was like one minute ago, right? Did it help you? If this actually happened, when your boss expressed disapproval for what you did, or for the most part, for most professionals, weren't you already sufficiently disappointed in yourself? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. You, you totally were. You don't yeah, need yeah. the boss piling on. And in fact, yeah. if you begin to, begin to get the feeling at all that the boss is piling on even a little bit, you've got an issue with the boss, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm professional enough. When I mess up, and I mess up often, when yeah. I do, I know it. Right. I do. Yeah. We totally get that the majority of professional managers know they made a mistake and they don't need it. They don't need any more help identifying it. But look, taking it even further, even if you didn't know that you had messed up. Would your boss expressing disapproval about something that had already happened really be what you want? Is that what you'd want your boss to do? And this gets into the whole point of our feedback. The heart of the problem with criticism and the thing that makes feedback so great and criticism so terrible is that criticism is about the past. Criticism says, you messed up and I saw it. It says, you messed up and I don't like it. Now, I suppose that's true for bosses, but the question is, is it effective for bosses to express their displeasure, to essentially, in a manner of speaking, punish us for our past failure? And what you and I have learned from years and years and years of practice is no, it isn't effective to punish or to criticize for a past mistake. Directs in general, managers included, don't want or need to be reminded of what they did wrong. Okay? Effectiveness, when it comes to performance communications around future better behavior, comes from focusing on the future in those instances. That's why, mm-hmm. what did we just say, right? We were at a conference and we said the purpose of feedback is to encourage effective behavior. And by definition, the word encourage means something about the future. Yeah, criticism and encourage don't seem to go too yeah. well together, right? Yeah, I'm encouraging you not to do anything that will cause me to criticize you later, right? But but look, the whole point of criticism is to point out the mistake. Right. If I already know I, that I made the mistake, or even if you're just pointing out the mistake and I feel you're criticizing me, I know inherently there's nothing I can do about what I already did. You piling on and you talking to me about it to most directs, even fairly self-secure ones feels like piling on, okay? Feedback, effective performance communications focus on the future because future performance is all we have the ability to influence in the present, okay? Um, You focus on the future. In other words, what you do is you say, can you do better next time? The whole point of having a discussion is, can we get better Next time. Right. Right. I'm thinking about next time. I'm not thinking about last time. Yeah. Next time. What am I going to do differently next time? Right. Exactly. It's the focus on next time since, look, the past is dead and gone, but the future is unwritten. It's the focus on next time that makes our feedback model so much more effective than criticism or, for that matter, any other model. You don't have to use ours, which focuses on the future behavior. But if you say, you messed up, I'm tired of it, what are you going to do next time? People are going to feel criticized, right, if they feel attacked. On the other hand, if you take the right tone and you say, hey, can I give you some feedback? When you do X, here's what happens. Can you change that for me? People are totally motivated to change their behavior. Okay. Now I know you. <laughs> I know you no think kidding. about this quite a bit, right? So the whole idea of criticizing private, you just described the, the problem with criticism. The, term, the criticism part. Right. How about the private part? Yeah, look, if you're going to criticize, I, I, I say all criticism is crap, right? I just say it's wrong. But if you're going to criticize, if you're going to stumble around, and look, we know managers who are making mistakes right now. We do it all the time ourselves as managers, right? We, we know we, we can do better. We're human. We're, we're destined for, fall, for, for failure. We know that you're thinking about criticizing, and you don't know the feedback model yet. You haven't listened to that cast. Fine. If you are going to criticize, 
tone it down and do it in private. Certainly. But don't think for a moment that criticism is going to help. It doesn't. But if you're going to stumble, geez whiz, let's put a sh- let's put it behind a curtain, right? Let's do it in private and and recognize you're not helping, but let's not not help in front of 10 other people. Right. I guess that's what I would so say. So you're saying I need total privacy to do this? Um, no, I'm sorry. Let, let me put it differently. You don't have to get to total privacy, but this goes back to our discussion about pri- public and private and the opposite of the two, right? It is confusing to people because we imply praise and criticism is are total opposites, which they're really not, and public and private are total opposites, which they're not. Just because that we think that criticism and praise are opposites doesn't mean the delivery of them has to be in opposite physical spaces. And really, the only way public and private are completely opposite are as if we're referring to total privacy and total complete public situations. So no, getting to total privacy isn't necessary as long as you have in mind what I'm delivering is for the private use of my direct. Can you give praise or criticism that is not in a private, totally private space, but for the private use of your audience, for the private use of an individual, absolutely you can. You could also further go to total privacy for criticism or for adjusting communication, adjusting performance communications, but we don't have to. And here's what we found. The very search for total privacy kills many opportunities that managers have for performance communications because they're so busy looking right. for a private space, a manager's office, a director's office, or whatever. And we don't have it's it that 15 often. minutes. Right. We don't have it. Today's office spaces are different. And all of a sudden, boom, we're in a cube farm. We're in a carol. We're in a scrum. We're in an agile environment. And suddenly, we're not giving feedback. We're not giving criticism. We're not giving any sorts of negative or improvement design performance communications because we think we have to get total privacy. And in fact, we don't. So give me an example of something that's not totally private yet meets the criteria of design for the private use of the individual to whom you're discussing performance. Look, you could be walking from your cube to somebody else's cube and have a brief conversation with them during when you're walking. But somebody might overhear the first part. Somebody else might overhear the last part because you're not standing still when everybody else is still around you. They're not hearing the whole thing. You could do it in a meeting room. As the meeting is breaking up, you could take somebody aside and say, real quickly, let me just share something with you. And it takes five seconds. So other people are milling around. They're not sitting right next to me looking at us, you know, engaged in the conversation. Or I'm not walking down the hall hallway with four or five people in a group, right? But it's, I'm with Yolanda. We're kind of by ourselves a little bit, but three or four feet over, there are people passing me. Yeah. Right. But they're going in the opposite direction. Look, let me put it this way. Really simple. If you think you can have a sotto voce, a quiet under, you know, yeah, I know. I I know two Italian words. One is sotto and one is voce, right? If you believe you can have a quiet under your breath conversation with somebody in the space that you're in, and we know thousands, millions of directors, managers, individual contributors who have done it. If you know it can be done, then you can give private performance-based communications that are designed to improve people's performance, not in, not continue a positive. You can absolutely do it in that same okay. situation. You just might have to change your behavior a little bit. You might have to hold your voice down. You have to lean over. You might have to make it a little bit brief, more brief than you normally would, and it'll be fine. Yeah, and it's surprising that I really don't know this because I think we've done a podcast on this in the past. Yeah. In terms of public yeah. okay, <laughs> feedback, public if, or private. If you ask hundreds and hundreds of directs, as we have, are you okay with quietly delivered feedback 
in a largely public space, a meeting room, in a hallway or something. As long as it's delivered for their own private use, they will tell you, absolutely yes, please, dear God, tell my boss, give me more of this stuff. I don't even care if it's borderline. I want to know it. I'm tough enough. I can handle it. They know they don't want to be told, stop by my office at the end of the day, right? Because, by gosh, we need to have total privacy for this criticism I'm going to give. And they don't want to be here, can you come to my office right now? For the same reason, because the boss thinks we have to be in private, I better close the door. The longer they have to wait, or the privater they have to get, the more likely they're going to feel the problem isn't trivial. Or, put the opposite way, the more likely they're going to feel they're they're in trouble. What's interesting about it is, even if if the boss takes them into his cube, or, or takes them into his office or her office, and closes the door sort of quietly closes the door rather than just letting it close and says, hey, I want to talk to you about something. Even if the boss insists, slits his wrist and insists it's not important, it's too late. The direct already believes that it is. It's like, I'm host. I'm done. I'm, I'm just done. Right? So the longer they have to wait, like I said, um, the more likely they feel like they're in trouble. The more private it gets, the more likely they're in trouble. The funny thing is they're in trouble about a past behavior, something we can't do anything about. The manager can't do anything about. The direct can't do anything about. And all we're going to do is make them feel like they're in trouble. So in other words, in the next three or four hours, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. What's the likelihood that that's going to produce good results? Unfortunately, there's no data to suggest that it really does. Yeah. So look. You can give professional performance communications, which, by the way, eliminates criticism because it's about the past, in a meeting room if you keep your voice down. You can do it while you're walking if you keep your voice down in some cases. And again, we've got the podcast Feedback, um, Public or Private, which talks about our way of delivering performance communications. Yeah, I I think I'm going to go listen to that. sounds like a pretty interesting one. (laughs) I'm I'm pretty impressed. There are a lot of people who listen. I I never have, but... (laughs) Okay, so, God, I almost hate to... uh ask you this but it's <laughs> I, I know you don't you don't do soap boxes anymore so i know it's got yeah to i'm pretty good about you're, it you're doing, you've done very well can you i'll give you some feedback on that later yeah. okay shotgun criticism yeah, it i hear work. it yeah it doesn't it work really doesn't work right yeah it's, it's awful yeah so look we said earlier when we described praise in public we weren't talking about praise given to lots of people at the same time shotgun praise you can actually do shotgun praise it does actually work in terms of making a group of people feel better, right? Unfortunately, as, as we've learned, if you've listened to all of our cast, making people feel better doesn't really matter terribly much. It doesn't really improve performance, right? But it won't kill you, right? It does yeah, have some no, benefits, yeah, but that's, no, another, that's uh, another cast. We'll yeah, right. talk about that some other time. We have enough things that we want managers to stop doing. We're not going to put that so high on our list that we're going to tell them, stop praising people in public or shotgun praising, right? But look, if you say to your group, hey, good job, guys, well done, nice meeting, whatever else, what's wrong with that? It's icing. It's not super great, but nothing wrong with it. I'm not going to tell everybody, go stop it. Okay, so what's, okay, so you gave me an opening. So what's wrong with saying, hey, hey, everybody, you know, start coming to meetings on time, like. (laughs) (laughs) But that's a leap, right? The other side of the coin, then, is what you're saying is criticism to group. Yeah. Well, I was hoping you would draw the conclusion, maybe, I don't know, it's one of those things, you got to try to keep up. Absolutely. It's been a long time. You already know that criticism doesn't work. We told you already criticism doesn't work. It's about past performance, right? So why bother doing it to a bunch of people? (laughs) It's like, it doesn't work, so let's do a lot of it. (laughs) (laughs) Right? 
If, in fact, you already know that, folks, if you already know that criticism doesn't work, you don't like it, you know your people don't like it, and so, therefore, criticism to a group doesn't work, you have graduated from this point of the cast. And, in fact, I think this is pretty close to the the last point of the cast, so you don't have to listen to the rest, and you can actually go home. Well done, you. Graduate early. Stop listening. Okay? We think, though, that most managers criticize groups to avoid the hard work of effective managing. Either A, they're just mad and they want to vent, which Mike mm-hmm. and I certainly have talked about. We know we felt that way. Or B, they don't want to single one person out because they don't know who did what. Or C, they don't want to offend or create conflict with the person whose behavior is not helpful. Okay? Now, look, if you're mad and just want to vent, well, you know, okay, we could spend hours on that one, I guess. It doesn't really change anything when you vent. It's selfish. It's professionally immature. It won't make you really feel any better. It won't make anybody else feel any better. Blah, 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 point taken, done. If you don't know who did what, think of it this way. What if your boss started chewing you out because he couldn't be bothered to figure out whether you were the one that did whatever went poorly? Hopefully, we can let that one lie right there, right? We don't want managers going around giving shotgun criticism because they can't figure out who did it. Because if you were one of the people that were in the group that's being shotgun criticized for something you didn't do, and you know that it's because the boss didn't want to try to figure out who did it, holy crap, no offense, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. So look, the most likely public criticism occur pretty mundanely. Some boss doesn't want to single out one person because they don't want to have a testy conversation or because they know this one person is going to be a problem. Or they or, want to hurt their feelings. Or, yeah. right? or I mean, this person's a top performer and they don't, want to, or they don't want to create some conflict, can't let him go, can't afford to lose him, too important to me. Or they think he doesn't understand and it might be good just to remind everybody about being on time or being on budget. So he was making a mistake, but I don't really want to confront him. Let me just give everybody a gentle reminder. You got to yeah. stay on time. You got to stay. Why, on why tackle a head on when little subtle yeah. hints can can do the direct trick, right? Yeah. What is it Churchill said about public speaking? Even though this is not public speaking, he says, "Come up with an idea and hit it, and then hit it again, and then hit it, hit it with a great big whack." I think is what he said. Look, it is totally wrong to think. I don't want to create conflict with one person, so I'm going to give everybody a brief refresher course, okay? Several things happen that are bad when you criticize a group for an individual mistake. First, it's possible, I hate to tell you this, folks, that your offender doesn't even know you're talking about her. If your intent was to change her behavior, how successful would this tactic be if she doesn't even know you're talking about her? He's not talking about me. Right, (laughs) must not be me. Secondly, if they do know you're talking about them, they feel totally let off the hook. They know they did it wrong, but you're actually not really saying that. You're telling others without really telling them. They think, heck, maybe other people are doing this, and that makes mine less bad. Or they think, if it were really bad, he'd come after me. And so since he's not coming after me, it must not be really bad. I'm not feeling any pain for this so I can get away with it. But here's the really difficult part going forward. The offender is going to lose respect for the manager. Our interest in not confronting this direct, who's responsible, turns into them not respecting our authority. If they're not a top performer, they're likely to continue or to rationalize other areas where they can get away without a specific bout of feedback. 
But wait, it gets worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there's more for your 1995. The, here's the worst part. The innocent people who are in the group absolutely hear the criticism and they feel abused. They wonder why, the, why they bother so hard, bother to work so hard, only to hear about something they didn't do. They wonder whether if they make a mistake, we'll also paint everybody else with the same brush. And maybe then they ought to perform less well because you're going to let them off the hook too. Nothing good, in our opinion, comes of shotgun criticism other than a manager avoiding professional responsibility to hold people accountable. It's a little bit easier for you. It's a lot less effective. And so therefore it doesn't work. And our guidance is don't go there. Wow. Seems like you just completely <laughs> destroyed the idea mm-hmm. of praise in public, criticize in private. Now, look, again, we understand the rationale. It's just a bad rationale, and we don't want make, make, we don't want people making bad choices. So to wrap up, praise in public is wrong, criticize in private <laughs> is wrong, everything you've ever heard about anywhere else but management, no. Um, shotgun criticism is wrong, too. Look, sometimes old sayings mean well, and they help us generally, Right. We don't want new managers berating their team members in front of other people. And so therefore, criticize in private is a way to, the way to keep them from criticizing in public. And there are times when a public celebration is a good thing. But other than those rare moments, most of this old saw, pip-sip, praise in public, criticize in private, private, most of it doesn't help. Performance communications ought to be frequent and for the private use of the recipient. If you need an updated pip-sip, Let's call it pip-nip-crit, which is praise in public and nip-criticism. And it's also just easier to admit that feedback works better than praise or criticism anyway. Just memorize the model, go over the horseman curve, and then you could ignore pip-sip completely. Awesome. Thank you. My pleasure, partner. All righty. Thanks, everyone. That's it. Hey, before I go, just wanted to to remind you, we're having the Effective Manager Conference in Boston on July 27th. If you haven't signed up yet and you're interested in learning the most effective tools you can use in your management career, the Effective Management Conference is it. Details are on the website, www.manager-tools.com. Hope to see you in Boston. All right, folks, we'll see you next week. So long.